we did promise that we'd have an update on what has happened in Hong Kong. The Chinese parliament has passed the controversial national security law for Hong Kong, as was widely expected, setting the stage for the most radical changes to the former British colony's way of life since it was returned to Chinese rule. Uh, It comes in response to last year's pro-democracy protests in the city and will allow Beijing to punish all kinds of acts uh, that it deems to be against its national interests. Uh, I spoke to our Asia correspondent Nicholas Groffman earlier this morning, who Nicholas's uh, partner at law firm Harrison Clark Rickabees, he's a writer for the South China Morning Post, and I asked him, does reaction to the new laws from the UK and the US governments go far enough to rein in China? We can't rein in China by ourselves. There has to be a movement uh, within China. The moderates, though, have been a little bit undermined in the lead-up to this enactment because there hasn't been sufficient pressure on, for example, British companies uh, to keep silent on this law when they were given pressure by the Chinese government. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the democracy groups in Hong Kong just disbanding overnight almost, saying, well... You know, we're not willing to to protest if it means we're going to face life imprisonment. Yes, and who can blame them? Um, Mm. I've only just in the last few hours seen the text of the legislation. Yes. Um, So it's it's odd that, for example, the chief executive in Hong Kong and others, including British companies that that have substantial offices in Hong Kong, have praised the law before they've even seen it. (laughs) So it's only in the last four hours. Mm. I mean, I was waiting, literally, Kerry, to see what is the text of this thing. We had a draft, but we didn't know what the final form was going to be. And then uh, you can't really say that it's a good example of rule of law when the text of the law becomes uh, enforceable at the same time that it's published. I mean, I, I think that was... Uh, pretty odd. It was also only published in Chinese at first. I don't think an English translation has come out yet. And as you say, you know, why would you dare, why would you risk your neck even mm. talking to foreign journalists criticising the Chinese government when that's listed as one of the offences under the under the new law? Dominic um, Rab has said that China has chosen to break their promises to the people of Hong Kong and go against their obligations to the international community, the United Kingdom will not turn our backs on the commitments we've made to the people of Hong Kong. Words, what, how would that translate into action? Yes, well, there needs to be more than just the United Kingdom. I think the Anglosphere, including New Zealand, and New Zealand actually particularly can play a big part in this because it's so trusted internationally. You could even envisage a leadership role Uh, for New Zealand's Prime Minister in any sort of movement against this. But there has to be some sort of international response here, not just the UK. Dominic Rabb talks about breaking a promise to the people of Hong Kong. You could argue that China didn't really make a promise to Hong Kong because the joint declaration at the time was a promise to the United Kingdom. So it's... um, the United Kingdom really needs to stick to its guns on that. Mm. And, yeah, there needs to be some sort of action. I don't know whether it be legislation. I spoke, the, the last time we spoke, I, I, uh, on that same day, I had a conversation with uh, the UK's chairman of the um, Foreign, Foreign Affairs Committee, who's also the chairman of the, cha- of the China Research Group, a chap called Tom Tugendhat. Mm. And he said that he doesn't like the idea of legislation to uh, regulate the way British companies deal with China. But that may change now. 
because there is certainly a groundswell of opinion that would suggest we do need to regulate, regulate the way we engage with China or it's going to push harder in the future. Mm. Um, it's seen that it can get away with this. And I think what Rab's point is that we need to show that perhaps it can't, or at least to make it very costly for China. Exactly, hitting them in the pocket, as opposed to pleading to better natures. Well, if we can, but all that, Kerry, I think all that influence has gone the other way, because China at the moment views the world as, at least commercial interests, as driven just by, the, by what's in its pocket. Um, where we did see uh, the British company or uh, Aviva criticising uh, one of the British banks that supported the national security law, and they did that off their own bat. But perhaps that, that sort of behaviour does need some sort of uh, legislative stimulus. It can't be any kind of accident that the national security law for Hong Kong be- became effective on the 23rd anniversary of the handover from Britain to China. Well, it's the 23rd anniversary in New Zealand because you're already on the first. Mm. <laughs> when when they when they enacted it, it was still the 30th. So uh. we've got one more day. Now that is, but you're right, that is critical because that's traditionally a day where the pro-communist party uh, people in Hong Kong and of course in China celebrate the return. Uh, but most normal Hong Kong people protest on that day. And those protests have got bigger and bigger every year. And in a couple of hours, we're going to know whether or not Hong Kong people are going to come out and demonstrate as they do every year. I think my hunch is that they will. I think Hong Kong people have shown themselves to be extremely brave in the face of, uh, well, I was going to say oppression. I think that's probably the right word. Uh, Certainly it is now that these laws apply to them. Uh, They may not come out under those specific organizations that are very sensibly disbanded. But uh, what, for example, Josh Wong said uh, was that people are going to have to, if they want to protest, they're going to have to do so in their individual capacity. And I'm certain that they will. Well, that remains to be seen. Be heavy penalties for those who are picked up. Uh, Anyway, that is Nicholas Groffman, who is our correspondent for Asia. News Talk ZB, back with the referendum.